open and then hello and welcome to the b team podcast my name is john macy today we are here for uh the latest star trek away missions review of the uh first season finale of star trek strange new worlds a quality of mercy i am joined today by the usual away team justin ayat what's happening boris Mansman said it was Bespin and he won. <laughs> and Milos. Hello, hello. Okay, so I do have a couple of uh, news items to go through real quick uh, before we get into And Justin, you had one as well. So we'll go mm-hmm. as quickly as I can. Um, I did see an interview, and we had a little bit of discussion of this last week when we interviewed, interviewed uh, reviewed All Those Who Wander, um, the episode that Hemmer died in. Uh, so I did see a, an interview with one of the producers of the show who was asked directly if, uh, the next chief engineer would be a younger version of Montgomery Scott and the guy called it, called it at least a little bit. Come on guys. Give me credit. The guy said outright, yes, there will be a new chief engineer next year, but it will not be Montgomery Scott. Um, So we'll see what they end up doing with that. I am apparently, obviously, they've been filming season two for a period of time already. So I'm guessing that person has already been cast and been in stuff. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, So the other thing I had was that, obviously, you know, these two things are not Trek-related. But um, there is a Trek-related passing this week. But I do at least want to mention the passing of Tony Sirico and James Caan. Rest in peace. Um, we also have the passing of a character actor, uh, who had been in several, uh, Trek shows over the years. His name is Gregory Itzen. He's most famous for, uh, the role of President Charles Logan in the, I believe the fifth season of 24, uh, where he was basically the evil president. Um, he was in, and I don't have the character names, but because he was like a background character actor guy, they were not especially relevant. Uh, he was in Voyager once in the episode Critical Care. I know that one involved the Doctor and some sort of weird like alien HMO situation. Um, he was in the Deep Space Nine episodes Dax and Who Mourns for Mourn, and in the Enterprise episodes, in the Enterprise episodes uh, Shadows of Pajem and In a Mirror Darkly Part Two. So rest in peace, Mister Itson. I do remember him in Dax, at least. I think he was the guy... He was the guy who... He was, like, the son of the guy who... Uh, people claim that Curzon had murdered or something. I kind of vaguely remember that. Um, but that was... I thought that was at least worth mentioning, because I find a lot of times those character actors don't get as much notice if somebody more famous than them dies at the same time. Yeah. So. Sure, man. Uh, okay, so we are at the season finale of Strange New Worlds. Uh, I do want to say though, before we get into the actual episode and stuff, we have decided, at least temporarily, once we're done with this one, to um not do these for a couple weeks. Uh, just because I I feel like we've been doing this nonstop since Discovery started, and that was what nine months ago. <laughs> um. <laughs> So what we're going to do, I think, is we're going to stop this and come back maybe the week before Lower Deck starts, 
and we'll do like the season one and two kind of blow through, you know, mention the stuff we like, stuff we didn't kind of do set up for the the eventual weekly reviews we're going to do on that. And um, we have 10 movies left uh, the way I figure it. If we want to do retros because the lower decks reviews will be shorter. Um, we have 10 movies left and there are 10 weeks of lower decks. So if we really want to, we can just do all the movies paired with those. Um, so that'll give us a nice, nice little bit of shore leave to recharge the batteries and stuff. So yeah. And then, uh, all right. So let's get into a quality of mercy. Now I know recently I've been trying to get these plots down to like two or three sentences. I'm not sure that can be done here. Um, but I'm going to try my best. So starts off with, they go, they, the Enterprise is at a, an outpost. Was it near or in the neutral zone? Somehow I thought it was in it. Near. Near, okay. Near the neutral zone. Okay, so maybe then I misinterpreted a lot of things that went on because I thought it was actually no, I think, in. No, I think, I think the outpost is in, uh, well, the outpost, sorry, the outpost in like the future thing is in the neutral zone. But I don't know about the okay. beginning one. But the one they yeah, go to I don't, I don't remember. Is, okay, probably on the board. I think it might be near it. Yeah. Okay, so they they go to the new they go to near the neutral zone border, um, and they find that an outpost there has been attacked by something, and then they figure out they go back and look at video, and you see a a Romulan ship decloaking, so they all sort of freak out, um, and obviously at this point this is before, um. This is before Balance of Terror, so no one really, you know, they still. Well, have I think, I think, what? I think again, ahead of yourself there, because before all that, it's all the, um, he meets with um the the guy there, and his son right, is one of them. The that head, the guy was the head of the outpost, so I was kind of doing it. I was kind of oh where they were. Oh, I oh, thought man. I thought I thought they didn't see I thought they didn't see the oh, Romulan think... until the future stuff. No, 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 oh. no, no. Right. they're aware of the Romulan ship before that. Um, oh, gotcha. Yep. All right. It's been a couple yep. because days. The, so. Because the, the initial outpost that they go to has already been attacked. So they're destroyed. They go back gotcha, and, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. and so they see a Romulan ship and obviously they're kind of like, oh, this is bad. Um, because at this point, this is still before Balance of Terror. So they have no, you know. The Rom the Earth Romulan War sort of happened in Archer's time and is still kind of vaguely going on. Like they really don't have any they don't have any clue what a Romulan looks like at this point. They've never actually seen one. Um yeah. they go to the outpost and as you said, it turns out that the young son of the outpost commander is one of the future cadets that Pike will save in that accident. So then he makes a he leaves the room because they're they're meeting with this guy and trying to figure out how to help this outpost. So he leaves the room because he's kind of freaked out, and he goes to his quarters and he makes a decision to uh, write that guy write that kid a letter and say, "Don't don't show up on this date in this place." Um, and then as he's doing that, if I'm not mistaken, I did watch this a couple days ago. Um, as he's doing that, you kind of hear him talking to himself, and a, a future version of him shows up in his quarters 
and says, uh, yeah, if you do that, you're going to wreck all, you're going to wreck the future if you do that. Um, so our pike is basically sent forward, was it about seven years? Seven and a half years? Yep, seven years. Yeah, seven, yeah, this is seven years in the future. I, I think technically it's seven and a half because he says right. that, well, because he says that the, the accident happens seven years from where they are at the beginning. And then Spock says when he gets there, and uh, Spock is the first one that he makes aware of who he really is. Because um, yeah. the only one, really. Right. At first, he just goes there and kind of tries to fit in normally. But basically, what it is is, uh, I mean, well, because short- Spock would be the only, because Spock would be the only one that would really understand what was going on. Right. You right. know what I mean? And so, if he uses, like, what he does is he does the, the mind meld to show that he is who he's saying he is. You know what I mean? Right. To prove he, himself. Because he says, he's, he explains the whole thing to Spock, and Spock just goes like, well, yeah, but isn't it more likely that you're just nuts? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this so case, I had to assume command of the ship. Right. So he volunteers for a mind meld to show him, you know, this is all legitimate. Um, so basically, this uh, this uh, alternate timeline that is created assumes that you know Pike never has the accident, so he remains in command of the Enterprise, and it's it's assumed that well I assume this anyway that um, he went through a lot of the same missions and stuff that Kirk does, but they don't actually say that. Um, and then basically the rest of this show is a a strange new world tinged remake of Balance of Terror, um, yep. which you know is one of the better better episodes of of TOS in my opinion anyway. Um, and uh, I actually thought they did a pretty decent job with this. Um, I disagree, uh, but whatever. So I will. I mean. I don't I don't like the fact that they felt the need to tread on something like this. If you're going to do that, if you're going to put him if you're going to put him in a in a universe where he doesn't have the accident and all that, then you know, make it something that we haven't seen already. But if you're yep. going to do this and at least try to do it well, they I think they did a, a fairly decent job of it. There was nothing egregious. Oh, John, like, John, you have to remember that these people who are writing this they haven't seen TOS, so they don't know. Yeah, but they had to have. There are things they had to have seen because well, they might have. They might have just. Well, they might have. They might have just popped on the episode or looked at a summary or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you but know, I mean, it's not. It's not so much that he had to be have like you know extreme knowledge of the episode, but, I mean, but basically, like you know, there's specific repeated dialogue throughout. I mean. To me, there had there had to have been at least somebody who had a clue what they were doing here, like mm. the, those lines. That they, uh, yeah, they, we keep we keep saying that. Yeah, some reason like, I those, don't know those, that... line, those lines that the Romulan commander guy had at the end before he, they blow up were exactly the same lines he had with Kirk, like literally the same lines he had with Kirk in that yep. same. That was that, and that Romulan commander was uh, not Sarek, right? <laughs> Oh yes, nope. it was in in Balance of Terror. It's played by Mark. <laughs> Martin. 
uh, yeah. who is obviously <laughs> way better than this dude. Um, for basically, sure, it's I mean, and for those who, you know, basically, Balance of Terror was one of those uh, essentially submarine combat shows where like they went back and forth, kind of like doing a similar thing to Wrath of Khan and the Mutara Nebula and whatever. Um, and, you know, this this turn at it doesn't really emphasize that. It's more like um, they get into this situation and a Romulan ship shows up and attacks them and um, Pike decides, like, you know, so they're both kind of beat up and where Kirk would have been, like, let's just go kill him. Uh, Pike says, Pike actually tries to negotiate like a, a, a temporary ceasefire with them, which I don't believe Kirk ever does. Um, what I did respect from this was, you know, and I don't know that the after effects of the Earth Romulan War came up all that much during TOS. I did like the idea that, you know, Pike's main argument was like, are we kidding? This thing's been going on for so long no one even knows what it's for anymore. Like, I did sort of appreciate that. Um, well, I have to say, well, I have to point out one thing. Uh, basically, when Spock and uh, Pike are talking, uh, Spock basically tells them, like, we just have to assume that if you were sent here to witness what you did that led to the future, like, you just have to do what you would normally do, which wouldn't be as Kirk would attack the Roman right. ship. Like, Pike yeah, wouldn't, his... like, his first instinct isn't to fire. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, you have kind of a, a lot of, well, let's get into the differences here. Like, compared to a regular show, like, number one's not here at all. Mm. Um, and they mention, you know, I think uh, uh, Lon is on a different ship, which we'll get into. Um, Lon is on well, the Well, she's on, uh, yeah, which is Kirk's ship. Yeah. Right. Which, in this universe, where Kirk never becomes captain of the Enterprise, he is now captain of the Farragut. Uh, they were at least paying attention to the extent that Kirk did serve on the Farragut before the Enterprise. So, like, they had to at least be aware of that. Um, and is this where we get into Paul Wesley? Or do we wait? Um, I mean, if you want, you can go through all the, can, the differences yeah. and stuff first, and okay. then and then we can go into him if you want. Because I fucking hated Paul Wesley, and <laughs> if this is if this if this guy is going to be a regular thing, which I don't think he is, I think it was just for the purposes of this. Um, I think he'll be in this one and the premiere next year where they reset the timeline or whatever. But then he's toast. Uh, and that's that's kind of what I hope they do because I absolutely hated this version of this character, and he needs to go. Well, away. Technically, technically, the timeline was reset at the end of the episode. Oh, was it? Okay, so, he was still there. Yeah, they well, don't have he... to reset anything unless yeah, they actually, he... you know, unless you well, want to go he, into multiple timelines and dimensions. No, he wasn't there anymore because Pike was looking at his fucking service record. He he was gone. Yeah. Yeah, because because Pike came back with those crystal things, which if anybody hasn't seen Discovery, um, you're with me because I didn't know what those crystal green crystal things were. Oh, yeah. I thought he was I thought I thought he was turning them into the evil Green Ranger. Um 
What are we doing here? For anyone who doesn't know, uh, during season two of Discovery, they end up on that Klingon monastery planet, Boreth, which is also where Worf, Worf goes there at one point. That was the, the Kalos clone. Well, multiple points, actually. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't have those green crystal things in yeah, that that's episode. Something that, that's something they created for this for Discovery. Like, the idea that yeah. they were that that monastery was also like uh it was their job to like protect those or maintain mm-hmm. those or whatever so Both. uh that that's how pike found out about the accident and all that stuff he was exposed to one of those so um mm. so basically it plays out similarly to balance of terror uh, other than you know pike is actually is far less aggressive than uh than kirk would have been and it turns out. Uh, okay, go ahead. And uh, oh no 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 no! I was just gonna say, it, and it um, it actually kind of reminded me of one of the episodes of TNG, where um, what the hell was it? I think the Romulans. Point. I think the Romulans came over the neutral zone and attacked something, and then Picard and the Enterprise are like chasing them or something. It's either that one or it's the one where they have to deliver um, the like spy who ends the well the the counselor woman who ends up becoming a spy, something like that, and then they end up getting like uh, it might have been that one where um, and then when they get to the I forget I forget yeah I don't know I forget which one it was because it was one where like they ended up in the neutral zone with the Romulans and then like like eight. Romulan warships show up, and then Picard is like, "Yeah, we're just gonna turn around and go home." Like, I forgot what that might have actually been. That might have actually been. Yeah. The defect. Although that happens. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the. Def- I think it was the defect. Maybe it was the defect. Kind I don't of, know. That kind of situation happens a couple times. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But that that kind of that's kind of what this situation reminded me of. Oh, where like was, you know the all the birds of prey. You know, well, not birds of prey. The war. Warbirds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, you know, they all show up there. The situation just continues to escalate and escalate, right? And in much, in a lot of similar ways that Balance of Terror does. Like, there's, they get a video feed of the Romulan ship, and that's when they figure out that Romulans are related to Vulcans. Ortegas kind of freaks out on Spock. He's like, you know, what are you doing? You know, which actually is directly from. Balance of terror, like some red shirt freaks yep. out on him, like, didn't you know this? You know? Yeah. And like, can we can we you know, there's a whole thing in like in Balance of Terror about can he be trusted then if he's one of them? Mm. You know, I don't think this show re- this show doesn't really do that. I mean Ortegas brings no. it up but then it's very quickly like, Nope, I had you know, Spock just says, This surprised me as much as you and that's where they kinda let it go. Um yeah, so, wasn't it McCoy or something that wanted to put him in the brig or something? No, um, it was some red shirt. Some red oh, shirt does it. Um, I don't know. Because uh, it was some guy that you'd never seen before who kind of... It's, that's why when uh, Sam Kirk did it in the Gorn one, I kind of went, oh, they're just doing that again. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, no, I I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but I thought I thought like Bones had like a like a separate conversation with Kirk, and he was like... You know, we should really do something about Spock until we figure this out. Yeah, that might have been more... I don't think McCoy is the one who freaks out on him, but McCoy... No, 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 no. No, he doesn't freak out. I'm just saying, like, he was, like... He was, like, agreeing with the guy or whatever. 
you might be right that he might do something like that yeah. where he's like maybe we should do that until we figure this out at least um so yeah it's basically just i, I don't really i mean i i'm in a weird place because i like this one but at the same time like i kind of didn't and i'm sort of i might almost have to watch it again to really figure out where i sit with it um because basically you know it's basically balanced terror played out a lot of it plays out the same way except where kirk's actions lead to you know just kind of like obviously they're not buddy buddy with the romulans at the end of that it's very much like oh if we fight these people we're gonna lose right it, it's you know kirk at least shows the romulans like you know they can at least put up a fight with us where pike's approach just leads to leads the romulan empire to look at the federation like a bunch of pussies and suddenly that leads to this you know and and you get this thing at the end with um future pike telling telling regular pike that yes this leads to a romulan war that goes on for another like 50 years and billions of people die and whatever and one of the in the last conflict at the end there before the timeline resets and there's a lot of stuff with kirk that i you know like kirk and pike come to come to disagree a couple times because kirk wants to like just basically go punch him in the face and pike is like well you're not in charge so we're gonna do this my way um <laughs> my ship now i'm the yeah, captain well, I mean, now i mean that's kind of the way it would go like even if yeah. even if were a captain if he was on pike's ship he would have to cede to whatever pike wanted to do you know yep. um that's kind of how starfleet works it's whoever the captain is of the actual boat you're on um well plus it's seniority too yeah you know? plus he would oh, have seniority like, yeah. over, he would have seniority over kirk anyway um mm. so yeah so there and i mean kirk has a cool moment like he he does have one of those you know Kirk plans that I would kind of accede to our regular James Kirk. Like they were, the two of them were talking, and he goes, "You know, what if these Romulans are calling for reinforcements in this time you're giving them?" And he goes, Pike goes, "Yeah, maybe they are doing that." And uh, Kirk says, "Maybe we should do that too." And Pike just says, "Like, well, yeah, but we're weeks away from anybody. There's no way that would work." And then Kirk just says, "Well, yeah, but they don't know that." <laughs> And uh, he goes out, and that was the one moment that Paul Wesley had where I was like, "Yes, this." Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You know. Also, also, I thought it was hilarious the the quote unquote backup. He. Oh yeah, the he he basically goes. He basically goes out. uh, He takes a shuttle from the Enterprise and goes out, and then comes back as this whole big Romulan fleet ends up at the the neutral zone border, and. Kirk shows up with, like, and the argument is that the Romulans have no idea what Federation ships look like anymore, yeah. I guess, even though the design has never changed in however many years it is. <laughs> um, so he shows up with, like, a dozen automated mining ships, mm. and, you know, Kirk is like, this will look good as long as we don't actually have to fight them, uh, because once we yeah. have to fight them, it's rude. Um so um it ends up in you know there is some level of combat and um 
and so you find out that um you find out that Spock ends up being injured in this combat thing to the same level that Pike would have been if he had gone through with the accident. Um yep. so then that's that's basically where the alternate timeline ends, right? I don't and well, that's, for this that's, episode anyway. That's that's where the yeah. old Pike and young Pike have their conversation. And he said something along the lines of, like, in all the multiple dimensions, time Spock dies, things go bad. Like, he's one person well, that no. needs to well, live. He said, well, he said, I think what, the, I think what that Basically, means, he pulls well, a Doctor Strange. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pike tried, older Pike tried every eventuality where he could have prevented that accident. And he found out that every time he did, Spock, it happens to Spock instead. Basically. Mm. And he and, and he said in and basically in every timeline, um, Spock is the key to ending any kind of conflict with the Romulans. And so essentially the one solution, which is why I said it's kind of Doctor Strange like, um, is that Pike needs to go through that accident in order for anything with the Romulans to end in the future. Right, because I would assume that means that's all relating to the TNG stuff. Like, if he dies before yeah. he's supposed to, he never goes to Romulus during the TNG era yeah. to do all that stuff. Um, plus, yeah. there's also, like, you know, he never... Maybe the Federation gets destroyed because he's not there when the giant space tampon with Dingleberry shows up looking for whales. Um, you know, so, I mean, there. I think there's multiple things where multiple things where his absence would cause them to play out differently. Like all the stuff mm. with the Klingons in Undiscovered Country maybe doesn't happen because he had been secretly negotiating with them leading up to that. Maybe that doesn't happen because he's not around. Um, mm. So yeah, I think that's just a, to I, me, that's just a way to, I would bet the way, the reason they did that, the reason they put it on Spock is because this now gives you a way to move past that for future reasons like now that he's not you know i think they wanted they want to still leave it out there because obviously it's still going to happen but i think the fact that now you have it now that it's attached to someone we know he cares about rather than here are mm. these faceless people that i'm told i'm going to save later like now it's now it's actually attached to a character that we know and that we care about, and that we know he cares about. So it's like now, if they never want to mention it again, it's like now we know that he's going to go through with it because he doesn't want it to happen to Spock. Yeah. And so to me, that's that's a clean way to just, if they never want to mention it again, or if they want to make it way less of a plot point than it has been, that's your way to get, that's your way to get there. So as you said, Justin, the timeline kind of resets after that. And um, we do get there are a couple scenes in this one with Pike's kind of on again, off again girlfriend from episode one. Um, she shows up again at the end and uh, asks for Pike and number one in the transporter room where they immediately arrest number one for a uh, violation of the genetic genetic engineering rules. Cliffhanger. Well, it's, yeah, a less and it's also, and it's than also something that's uh, brought up in the future when Pike was in, when he asked where the oh, number yeah. one was. Because uh, Lon's on the Farragut, and the Farragut gets destroyed, 
And then so he runs into Lon again and he asks, Where is he asks her where have is you talked to Una? Yeah, and she goes, No, I haven't because no one's allowed to because she's in prison. <laughs> uh, yep. So yeah, so this was our uh first season. I actually like I said, mm-hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed this uh in large part. Uh but there were some things where I was just like, I don't get what they're doing. Um, and we can get into that. <laughs> um, so I've been blathering for most of this. So why don't uh, why don't we get some thoughts from y'all on this, uh, Boris? Yeah, I, I would just uh, like to go uh, on the record and say uh, I, I I'm glad I uh, I got I was correct at least at one thing that uh, Scotty would uh, show up on Enterprise at some point, and it was just an Easter egg. But you know, it was still cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to see who the new chief engineer will be. I'm hoping it will also be somebody, you know, from a race of aliens uh, whom uh, we've never seen before or saw, you know, just for a little while. So they can, yeah, like, actually, they can actually follow up on, like, all the possible stuff they were going to give us about the Enar before they killed Hemeroth? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a lot more optimistic than you, I guess, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a huge problem with uh, with how Kirk was portrayed. I don't know. It just didn't feel like Kirk to me. I get it. It's a different actor, and he was supposed to, you know, portray maybe a different kind of Kirk. But still, it didn't. Uh, I don't know, man. It just didn't feel right. Also, the Romulan uh, commander guy. He was definitely not Mark Leonard, and uh, it shows a lot. Uh, what I did like about uh, those uh, few segments when uh, we uh, when they were you know fighting uh, the Romulan ship or going you know parallel to it is uh, the retconned version you know the updated uh, digitally updated version of Romulan ships from that time and whatnot the looks the feel I mean I could still feel I'm glad they still had that you know tension going on it was really it was really great but other than that. Everything else took me out of it, so I didn't appreciate it as much as I did uh, the original TOS episode, unfortunately. And what yeah. else? Uh, yeah, that's off the top of my head, man. I had a few days. I didn't get enough. Uh, I had. I was too busy to give this episode much thought. Uh, but like I said, uh, you know, Justin may have been right the whole time, and Laan is the key. Yep. Uh, Milos. Well, uh, as far as Strange New Worlds as a whole, I gotta say I like it. I think it's best Star Wars that we've seen since probably the 2009 movie. As far as the last episode, uh, we did bring up uh, when we were potting the last episode that that was technically kind of the season finale. Mm -hmm. Or because that's the feel that he had. Well, this episode really dealt more with the, uh, I don't know how to best explain it, probably the character development of Pike himself, because this is something that he had to go through for personal growth. And uh, definitely when you look at like the spirit of the season, like probably a different episode uh, than we're used to seeing. uh, This is where I make my confession and I say that I actually never watched TOS. So we any knew comparison, that. We knew that. I didn't any, know that. You've never seen I never, You know that. They didn't know that. You know that because you live with me. 
So basically any comparison with any TOS stuff, like I can't make just because I don't know the references to the, I did watch the Trouble with Troubles, whatever it's called. Mm, uh, okay. Boris kind of made me. But in, in a whole, I never watched TOS. So like I can't, I can't. Space Seed and the Mirror Mirror too. Yeah, I, I watched the Mirror stuff. So, but okay. basically I, I can pull the comparisons between what they're doing now and what are their reference, references yep. to the TOS stuff. So for me, this was like, you know, in a way fresh or fresher than it was for you guys because <laughs> I can't draw a parallel before, between the TOS episode. Uh, right. Going back to you know, the conversation Pike has uh, with the Spark when he makes it to the future, it's like the Spark tells him like, you have to act like you have to make sure that you do exactly what you would do in this situation because you got to see what brings it on like what makes this future like what decision you make that alters your future that way because it wasn't just him dying or you know spark dying and him living it's like you know kirk would have blown up the romulan ship where pike's first instinct is always diplomacy you know and you just and you couldn't take that action with the Romulans. So, and here's my, here's my, I, I wouldn't call it gripe, but here's a point I would try to question. Okay. Uh, you did bring up that now he kind of, he, he, he's like, he, he sees that in order for, you know, if he ends up living, Spock would probably most likely die. But that's not necessarily the thing I would make. The point I would try to see is like if he uh, kind of got away from you there at the moment. I'll try to find it. Uh, okay. Basically, like even if he lives, he can act. He can't be. It's not about him living or Spock dying. Like it's like he can still survive. And he just like his actions have to change. Well, he, well, he doesn't no, die. Just, 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 yeah, no, just, just let me finish the thought, please. I think I found it there yeah, at the end. Sure, sure, sure. So I think we might see a different Pike in season two. Because ah, right. here's the thing. Like, for him, certain things just got personal. Like, the whole episode was basically, you can say, it was sparked. When uh, the guy who runs the space station kid's name, and then that triggers the whole like this is one of the kids that I'm, that's gonna die, or that I'm that he's gonna save doesn't really matter. Uh, and then he basically ends the episode with uh, understanding that Spock is the one who dies if he lives, and they end up taking Una away from him. So like he, I'm not saying that he never experienced loss before because he obviously has, but. I think, like, he knows that in order for Romulan attack, like, he's going to have this subconscious thing in which, like, he's got to change his way he deals with certain things in order for Spock to live. That might be the way that he's going to explain it away. I think this might bring forth, like, certain change in his character. Okay, like, maybe he's going to be a little less passive now? Or maybe more ruthless in certain situations because I don't think you're ever gonna see a different Pike. He's I always gonna be a diplomat. He's always gonna be a diplomat first. He's never right. gonna be like let's just blow everybody up. But he's never gonna be like, Worf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's never gonna be like Worf. 
But when you go to the situation where uh, Captain Pike and then Captain Kirk, when they were doing the pincer move on the Romulan ship, and Kirk's like, he just, you hesitated just for a split second because, like, we could have destroyed him. Like, that split second is something that he may lose in the future. Okay, Justin. Yeah, so a couple of quick points. So I... Um, I actually didn't mind this episode. Um, I think it was a weaker season finale than it could have been. Um, I think uh, they tried to do a little too much with this episode with the time that they gave it to breathe. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of time for it to breathe. Um, and then also a lot of the stuff with Pike. Um, I didn't have a problem with New Kirk. Um, uh, I thought he was okay. Um, he didn't really like blow me away or anything, but I did think that this episode kind of made Pike a weaker character, um, mostly because it kind of made it seem like, especially in the future stuff that he was uh, a weak captain at some points. It's like, I don't know. It just seemed very odd that they like showed him making these great decisions like beforehand with all these other lower tier, like enemies essentially but then when it comes to romulans like they kind of show them essentially kind of being a little weaker than what kirk would be and i don't know if that's just because they know that kirk is going to eventually you know replace him and then kirk's going to do all the stuff that he does um or what the deal was or if they just wanted to show like pike being like more of a picard type of captain where it's like you know it's more of a diplomacy and trying to like you know heal wounds but I mean, you know, they just attacked you, you know, they're escaping the thing. Like, this isn't a time to, like, show that Pike is a diplomat or whatever. Like, we've seen other times where if they've gotten attacked or if something's gotten attacked, like, Pike acts. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like, I don't know if they were trying to get across the point that, like, he was hesitating or skittish because he knows that whatever he does... Um, will affect the future and stuff. So he's trying to figure out why older Pike sent him there. Um, but they didn't really get that a point that they didn't really get that point across to me very well. Um, I, I, and I mean, I did like how, um, they kind of showed what like the future crew would look like. And essentially it's essentially the TOS crew, you know, seven years in the future, um, to, to a point, I mean, you have, um, you have Ortega instead of Sulu and stuff like that. Um, you know, but uh, that was interesting. Um, I did like the little, you know, Scotty over the intercom thing. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, I don't know. It just it just seemed very odd that this is what they made. I, I think they could have done maybe this episode as like as like episode nine without like that. I don't know. Even then, like, I don't even know if they could have really done that because this whole episode is based upon the whole, like, um, Pike knowing the future thing. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think, I think they could have done it a little bit differently. Um, and maybe made it a little stronger of an episode, maybe make it a little longer, maybe make it a two potter. Um, it seemed, it just seemed like that there was, it wasn't it wasn't that much longer. I think it was only what like maybe 10 15 minutes longer than a normal episode. And I think they just were trying to cram way too much into this episode. Um, you know, make it a little bigger than it was. 
Um, but I did also like, um, you know, going back to Balance of Terror, when um, they see what the Romulans look like, they kind of did that, like, camera thing that they do in Balance of Terror, where it's like, doo-doo-doo, and it's like, it zooms yeah, in on, on Spock. Like yeah, 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 that was pretty neat. Um, no. But yeah, I don't know, it was kind of a little yeah. all over the place for me, but, um, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely on the different side of you guys, where I didn't really yeah. mind uh, Kirk 3.0. We'll get into that. Well, I also didn't mind him. Um, no much. So, so I do. One of my other problems kind of shoots off of yours, so I'll mention it mm-hmm. right here. Um, I do think that you're right that they they made Pike sort of like unnecessarily weak in this situation, and maybe like you said, some of it is because he's he's in the future and he's not really supposed to be, and he's being overly careful because he doesn't want to mess with anything too much. But I do think that, you know, they were so desperate to be like, hey, see how much better of a Captain Kirk would be in this situation that they managed to make Pike look like an idiot, um, which kind of goes against what we've seen of him so far. Because like you said, he's not, a, you know, he's not afraid to fight somebody if he has to. It's just not going to yeah. be the first thing he's going to go to. Um, my other problem was... I kind of, and this is where my, other than Paul Wesley, which we'll get into in a couple minutes, um, my biggest hang-up with this was, I felt like they wrote the Romulans like Klingons to make this point. Yeah. Because the Romulans are not, or at least have not been up to this point, are not like an openly aggressive race. They don't do that. Their whole thing is like, as long as we have the advantage, we will do that. But the second that advantage goes away, we run like hell. So yeah, like, they're very they're very sneaky. Yeah, they're, they're I, not I, they're not like yeah they're not they're not like the Klingons where the Klingons are like, oh yeah we got you know we got these guys on the neutral zone we're gonna go in we're gonna kill them blah blah, blah. like yeah. like the Romulans are very sneaky they're very conniving they're very like you know weird like wishy washy you know what I mean and and you can't really trust them but like. You know, it's you know, like what they did. They went and they did a sneak attack on a on an outpost that's in the neutral zone. You know what I mean? Which, first of all, if you're if you're Pike, I, you sent out the message to our fleet, but it's like you're in the you're in the neutral zone. You've got mm-hmm. an enemy ship that you've not encountered for like a hundred years or whatever. It's like, wouldn't you think to maybe regroup and figure out? Or report what you saw. Like yeah. I don't know. It just didn't really seem very smart to me. It almost like they wanted to push the issue. Because if I'm, I might be misremembering Balance of Terror, but I don't remember like them being like. I don't know. I it seemed like it went a little differently. You know what I mean? Where like it was yeah. more of like a, you know, one on one type of thing. Where it was. you know, then it ends up yeah, and then it ends up like all these end. like ships end up in the neutral zone. It's like I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen in Balance of Terror. The single yeah. ship, the, the they get to a point where the Romulan the Romulan commander just goes, "Well, you beat me, but I can't go back to Romulan space, or they'll kill me." So mm. he just blows his own ship up instead of he doesn't want to be taken prisoner. So my Which, problem, but what, but not not to interrupt, but wouldn't the sub commander know that? Like, why is he alerting? the Romulan fleet to come like doesn't he also know that if 
if they go back there and they were found that they were going to be destroyed. So it's like, why did you even summon the Praetor and all of that to come into the neutral zone to help you when you knew that that ship was going to explode? Like, I don't understand. It, it just wasn't very logical to me. Like, it, it's Agreed. almost like, Agreed. it's almost, Agreed. it's almost like, like I get what you're saying about how they had to watch the episode or know the episode in order to do certain things. But it's like, it's almost like they took like, Secondhand knowledge of the episode from somebody yeah. else who said, "Oh yeah, you know they say this. Why don't we put this, this dialogue line? in there?" You know, yeah. yeah. Um, and Misha, I'm going to credit your point about like how much could they really have paid attention to this? Because what blows my mind and actually makes the Romulans look like fucking idiots is like, you know, he has this whole Pike has this whole standoff with the Praetor person who's like, "Yeah, we've got the numbers. We're going to kick your ass." And then he sent, he's, you know, and she's like, you committed an act of war against my people and all this stuff just by being here. And it's like, well, I kind of went, yeah, but they're still in Federation territory. Like, what the fuck is she talking about, for one? Well, and then, no, well, te well, technically, they weren't in Federation territory. They were in the neutral zone. Oh, no, were, no, oh, no. Uh, the, the, there is a yeah. there is a Federation part of the neutral zone, and there is a Romulan part of the neutral oh. zone. They never. Oh, they, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They they sometimes don't make that clear. I don't know why, mm. but it's one of those continuity things okay, and whatnot. Yeah, that, that helps. Okay, because uh, yeah, Corey and I had a fifteen minute discussion over that afterwards. She was like, "I don't get why like nobody does anything about this." That's why they. Uh, that's why they well, go uh, parallel to to the Romulan ship because they're still right. in the Federation part of the uh, right. neutral okay, zone yeah. or right outside the neutral and, zone in the my, Federation space. Well, my, the, my, the best the best comparison I can probably make to it in real life is the DMZ over in the Koreas. Um, essentially there's a, there's a North, yeah, there's a North Korean side to it and there's a South Korean side to it. And then the middle is like a very neutral area. And so that's why like they have like the, like on each side of their essentially neutral zone over there, they have like a military outpost, but technically that's still in the demilitarized zone that they yep. have that, yep. like those yep. outposts in essentially. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's based on. Yep. So my, mm -hmm. my biggest problem and the moment where I went, wait, they're not writing these people like Romulans. What's going on here? Is when when they're having that confrontation in the neutral zone or whatever, and the Romulan Praetor is very much like, we got the numbers, we're going to kick your ass. And then Pike just goes like, you know, and she says something like, well, you've committed an act of war against my people just by even being here. And then Pike just goes like, well, you know... We actually have video of you committing an act of war right here. And, you know, he sends it to her and then she does blow up she does blow up that ship that that other commander guy had been on as a result. And that that leads to the Romulans then declaring war on the Federation for what? Because Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because if, this yeah. had, if this had been Romul if this had been the Romulans that we've seen prior the response to pike sending that video would have been okay you got us we're gonna go away because yep, obviously exactly. yes obviously you have us dead to rights and we know we can't beat that but instead they write them like fucking klingons like oh we don't care we're just gonna kill you and it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me the way romulans have been established and actually going on your point about it being more klingon than romulan um, a lot of what you were just saying 
actually kind of reminds me of Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Like, um, you know, where they, you know, had um, uh, Kirk and Bones, you know, basically framed for the murders and stuff like that and stuff like that. And um, it was, yeah, it was, it was very weird. And then especially at the end when they like, you know, when Una ends up getting arrested and stuff like that and how it kind of, um, well, I mean, on Discovery Country doesn't end in like a, like a cliffhanger or whatever, but, um, you know, now that's like something they got to deal with. So it's like, it, it seemed very much like they were taking parts from Balanced Terror and then, but then they were like, oh, you know what, Bill, like, let's kind of mix it up a little bit and take something from this and take something from that. And I don't know, it just, it just didn't really fit all that well. And yep. I don't yep. know, it's just, it's just very weird. And it, I, I understand that they were trying to show how bad the outcome would be if Pike tried changing the future, but it's like, essentially the future has already been changed because Pike knows that he's going to die. You know what I mean? And he knows yep. about the accident. So right then and there it's already changed so whatever he does would, even if he even if though, he you're, you're not wrong but i would argue yeah. given how little we get of pike prior to that like and he's essentially a non-verbal character in the menagerie for example mm-hmm. like how do we know he didn't already know that well i mean i guess that's true but um i don't i mean how do no, we know he right. did? I mean, I, you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I think the deviation they're they're heading for was that, and that's supposed to be the thing that's supposed to make this show mm-hmm. different than the other stuff around it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's my biggest problem. Like, they wanted to they wanted to homage this classic TOS episode, which I which I don't mind if you do it right. And I think they did get a lot of it right, but then, like, the things they get wrong are central, and it's like, what are you doing? Yep, yep, yep. You know, yeah. Which I, I can, think... and, I, and I can, and I can see where, um, not to interrupt, but I can see where, um, like, Boris and Milos thought that, you know, they were kind of acknowledging the new universe thing because yeah. of the stuff with uh, Lana. Oh, and, I never, and, I never said like, that. That was... You, oh, well, they, Spock said prime a couple times. I could see why you would. Yeah. Why would yeah. That. Yeah. It gets it gets a little weird, but um, I mean they've they've always dealt with multiple universes and stuff in Star Trek, so I mean you know going back to what we were just talking about the other day on in our little chat with uh, everything everywhere at once, um, parallels. I mean parallels shows that there's multiple universes in a Trek. Um, uh, what was the other one? uh yesterday's Enterprise was another one that showed that there were multiple universes, you know what I mean? And multiple timelines at once. And then obviously the biggest one is um, Star Trek 09 in the Kelvin universe. But I mean, you know, I mean, technically there are multiple universes and stuff like that, which this one still could be um, just because, um, you know, depending on how big of a role they make some of these people, and the positions that they put some of these people in that we know doesn't happen. And we know that these people don't like go on to do whatever. Um, like if anything happens with Una or whatever, like we know that something changed because she's there for the cage, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, which I don't yeah. think we're there yet for the cage. No, we're not. You're right. We, yeah. Well, no, so, actually, well, wait, are we though? Cause I was, I was going to say, are they going to, the are they going to rent the cage? The cage? Was- the cage was shown in like there's footage from the cage in an episode of Discovery around yep. around that time, so I don't Agreed. know if we're, 
if the cage stuff has already happened and this is after that, because what you're supposed to assume, I think, uh, based on some of the stuff I've read when when this show first started, this is not the beginning of Pike's command. He's been in charge of his ship for a couple of years now. So, like, I'm wondering if the cage has already happened and this is after that. Um, Yeah. One one thing I want. Yeah, but give then him- wouldn't but then wouldn't he wouldn't he know though? Because what his accident and stuff happens. Oh no, no, that's right. Because he has the accident, but then he goes back to that planet from the cage the or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the menagerie, and this is one of the things I really want to give them credit for, at, le- at least how it was performed. Um, toward the end, when he has when Pike has that last discussion with Spock. And Spock realizes that he doesn't say it, but Spock realizes that, like, you know, if they if Pike Pike chose not to change the future because it'll have some effect on me instead. And then he says something like, Captain, I believe I owe you a debt of gratitude. And maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe I'm reading into it because I know way more about TOS and all that other stuff than those characters do at that point. But I I chose to take the way Ethan Peck played that scene in that moment where he thanks him for that as, like, this is the moment where I'm going to decide to do the thing in the menagerie if that ever comes up. Like, uh, I could just see... I thought, the- I thought that was, was kind of weird, though, because it's like, how would Spock know about what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be told, just... Because I, I think he told him. And then I think he no he no he told them no he told them in the future, but right. But I I think when he came back, I think you're supposed to believe that he at some point explains the whole thing to him without leaving out the idea that I'm going to go through with the accident Mm. because otherwise you're going to go to shit. Um, Uh, Yeah. See that's see that's another thing though. It's like that's that's another part of this episode where it's like you're left to assume that they had that conversation. I think you're supposed. I think you're supposed to believe, and I've kind of looked at this show this way the whole time. That he, you know, even though Spock's just like a lieutenant right now, I think he uh, he sees a similar value in Spock that Kirk does. Like, yeah, I think he sees Spock as a really good sounding board for a lot of things, and. Mm. I I chose to take that moment where Spock goes, Captain, I believe I owe you one now, as, like, that's that moment where he decides whatever this guy asks of me down the road, I'm going to do it. Um, and so, and, and another TOS thing, because my, I've seen TOS, but I don't watch it enough to remember everything. Um, yep. In in the in the menagerie, um, didn't um, Kirk say that he had never really met Pike or he knew of Pike? Exactly. Something like well, that. He knew of Pike, but they had not really interacted that much, if at all. So, all right. So, so this that goes into my next thing. So, in season two, that's going to be when we find out what kind of universe this is, because, oh, because he's looking at because. Yeah, because he's looking at Kirk's service record, and technically, uh, they've already announced this um, that Kirk is going to show up in season two. Um, oh, did they? Uh, yeah, that that's why that's why everybody was like, "Oh, they've already uh, cast Kirk. It's this guy. He's going to be in season two. and that's where all the firestorm ended up. Oh, yeah, another Kirk, and, and now this is just TOS. Blah 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 blah. 
that that was the original news is that he was going to show up in season two, but obviously they must have put him in season one finale to kind of maybe set things up or whatever. Yeah, I, think, I think this is also a dodge because I think mm. it leaked. It leaked that he was on set, and mm. they had well, to say something. And yeah, I well I they put they put a lot of they put a lot of character. Um, a lot of character information out there on what they were going to do with him. So for what they did in this episode, it doesn't really mesh with what they've been talking about with him. And there's been yeah. a couple of interviews, which I didn't read um, yet. Um, I should have probably before this episode. Um, but um, I would imagine he's going to end up showing up in season two. Um, and if he does, then that kind of blows the whole thing out of the water. Cause then they would have actually met in real life. Like they would have yeah. met in, in the present. You know, instead right. of just this, you know, future thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which then might, sets it in motion that it's a different universe. I might, before season two kicks off, I might go back and look at the menagerie again and see exactly what is said there. Um, yeah, but, but I, I, rem- I remember I remember him saying something about, like, I think him and Spock had a conversation about Pike. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I know of Pike, but, uh, you know, I never got the chance to work with him or something. <laughs> And yep. and um, Spock says something about how great Pike was or something. I, I remember something like that. It's been a while since I've seen that episode. Hey, uh, uh, Justin, uh, Justin, you're on point. It's exactly like that from uh, what I can remember off the top of my head. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that brings us to um, the, the gold-shirted elephant in the room, uh, Mr. Paul Wesley as Kirk 3.0. <laughs> I, I will go last because we kind of know what my opinions are already uh, without, you know, I haven't gotten into him that much, but we know I didn't like the guy. So I'll go last. Uh, Milos, you got anything? So as far as, uh, oh, okay, so this is going to play into the whole, I never seen TOS. So we're, other than a couple of episodes, we're my only, basically, you know, Shatner being, the OG Captain Kirk, like my only comparison there is what I've seen of him in the movies. But it, this really boils down to the fact that technically, like the first Kirk that I was really, really introduced to is uh, Pike, uh, Chris Pine in the J.J. Abrams in the Calvin universe. So the whole always, uh, Captain Kirk didn't bother me that much. Uh, I mean, Technically, I'm, I, like, I don't have an opinion that's strong enough on uh, either side to be like I'm either for him and ag- or against him. I'm okay, okay. with how Fair he enough. acted out, like as far as what they gave him, because I mean he was pretty like he got pretty good screen time, which I think if you're gonna bring Paul uh, Wesley into act out, Captain Kirk, like you're gonna give him screen time, and this is gonna go into the whole. Uh, he's playing Captain Kirk in the second episode. Uh, in the second season, he's like, it's probably if they bring him back, like he's gonna have pretty decent screen time, like because I not don't I think not. I don't think you sign him on, and then just like throw him into one episode at the end of season one, or just like you know. And I might have gotten this wrong, but when. Uh, Mike gets back to the present time when he looks up Kirk's record. Kirk is in the Starfleet, right? Yes. Yeah. So I would like, assume, I would assume he's. I didn't. They didn't show the record for long enough for me to track what was actually on the screen. But 
I would assume at this point he's either serving on the Farragut or the Republic, depending on how well, many he's, years. Well, he's got to he's got to be at least a lieutenant at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. So here's the thing: like, who's who? Like, you know, th- there's probably gonna be. Again, this plays into my under knowledge of TOS or and Captain Kirk's career in general. But like, did he serve on Enterprise before he was captain? No, no. Okay, so what if they bring him in in season two as a lieutenant? No, and I believe that would would be a massive break. No, yeah, and and I believe also that would that would would definitely break the timeline, dude. Yeah, which is in which is the direction they're heading in. Anyways, like he's yeah, about it, to happen. We don't, we don't know that. We don't know that for certain, dude. We don't know that. Yeah, but yet. yeah, but yeah, but to be honest with you, it it doesn't even have to be something major like that where he becomes part of the crew. Even just him and Pike meeting would essentially break the continuity because yes, because yes, of that exactly. episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get what you're, you're saying. Gonna, where like they're probably gonna make him part of it. Like you're gonna if you're bringing him for season two, like he's gonna make Pike. I don't think they are. Hmm. I think all. I think it was all. Well, that's why I said if they bring him for season two. I mean, they can bring him in at season two just to meet with his brother. You know, he could have a reunion with his brother. He he doesn't have to meet Pike in season two. I think if I remember, if I remember the timeline correctly of where Strange New Worlds is supposed to land right now, I think Strange New Worlds is like. Uh, cause this, cause discovery was supposed to be 10 years before yeah. TOS. Yep. So I think strange new world is essentially like eight or seven years before TOS. So I give it like eight or nine, but whatever. I'd say, yeah. I'd say so, seven because yeah. I would think it would be seven because then, you know, if, if Pike's accident happens at the end of se- at that seven years, that's why Kirk mm. gets the enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, it remi- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kirk being the captain of the Enterprise is the first time he's captain, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, he's never captain before that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I don't know. It kind of, I don't know. It, I don't know. Well, we'll just have to see where it goes. But was, I think that he also was the, he I, was the youngest captain, youngest captain in Starfleet history when, yep. he, yeah. when he was given the yep. Enterprise. So. But but also the Enterprise is also the flagship of the right. uh, Federation of the, fleet yep. of the Federation. So I think that also kind of feeds into the the type of Kirk we saw in in this episode was that he's not he's not the captain of the flagship of the Federation. He's the captain of some random ship, essentially. You know what I mean? Right. Which he may still be the youngest captain, um, but it's like he's not as important. As he would have been in the in the prime timeline, so I can see why you guys you know can be a little off on him just because he seems a little more brash than he should, or he seems a little more like you know uh, you know has a little more of an attitude than he normally does. Um, but yeah. I think I think that's just because of you know the alternate timelineness of it. You know what I mean? So I mean, if we yeah. end up seeing him in a season two, maybe you guys will like him a little better. Um, but honestly, like I said, I really didn't have a problem with how he acted. I mean, there were there were times where you could see some of the Captain Kirkisms in him. Um, yeah. I just think you know he kind of goes for a different demeanor than um, either uh, Pine or um, Shatner does, and 
you know, so I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell right now. I, I would say give it until you see him again in this show. Um, yeah. If we see him again in this show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Boris, you got anything? Yeah, I, I say uh, if Kirk comes back in season two, he will not meet Pike. If he does, that will definitely break the timeline. I'm also hoping we don't see him in the season two because I don't think there's a reason for it. And I think that's how it's going to happen. I think maybe, you know, we'll right. see. But that's about well, it. Well, I mean, technically, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to, I don't want to rehash this whole discussion about timelines and stuff. But there has been evidence already that it's a different timeline. So Yeah, for sure. Hey, Justin, you know, I'm with you, man. The whole uh, yeah. the whole on thing is the proof this is a different timeline, but uh, Well, not not just that, but the one that really cements it for me at least is the um is when Discovery goes into the future and they show them uh like the footage somehow of oh, uh reunification and yeah. it's a completely different speech. Than what's in unif reun uh, in unification, and I I'm like, I, yeah, I don't think that's it has, that's it has to be. Well, it has because why would you why would you take footage from that TNG episode and essentially because, change because, uh, the dialogue? Because they that wanted makes no to sense. Yeah, uh, well, they probably just wanted to make their own take on it. I just I just had an argument. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm with Justin on this one. Had a production. I mean, I, I mean Justin, I get you, but I think that's just writers doing their own thing, you know, being uh, taking their. Yeah, but why uh, did why didn't they just why didn't they just use know. the footage from Unification? I don't know. They <laughs> why did have. they go out of their Why did they go out of their way to change what Spock says? You know, like uh, it's very weird. Yeah. Like, like I don't like. I mean, unless unless it was supposed to be like a, um, and and also like first of all, how do you have footage of that? But I'm gonna go beyond that. Um, you know, wouldn't you just show what was in unification if this is in the future? So if this is in the future and they said something else, that says to me that it's a different universe because obviously something else happened, you know, for him not to say exactly what was, was in unification. Okay, let's keep in mind, I think the speech that you're talking about is, isn't that that one that the Romulans fabricated? No, it's no, it's the one where they're in the tunnels and he's talking to Picard at the end. Oh, okay. When okay, yeah, when he's when he's talking to Picard about like you know um about like the future and stuff like that, and you know when when he says that he's gonna stick around instead of going back with them, and after he mel my melds with them to show him what his father said and stuff like that, it's like okay. it's right right before that. Okay. So yeah. No, I mean, and we've had that argument on here a bunch. So. We'll probably have it again at some point. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, I'm sure it's going to come up in season two. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. For me with, um, as for me with, with uh, new Kirk again, um, I am not particularly attached to William Shatner. Like, I don't think his, I don't think his performance of it is necessarily the be-all, end-all or anything. Um, I went into the first JJ movie ready to hate that shit for even attempting to do that. And Chris Pine won me over. So, I mean, it's not like I I'm against any sort of uh, recasting of those things, but I think my problem was just like, I feel like they didn't have this kid actually watch any of the actual stuff with Shatner in it. I feel like they, mm. 
All they queued up in front of him was fucking Jim Carrey's impression of Kirk from In Living Color. That's all <laughs> he fucking did. Exception of that of that one briefing scene with, with Pike where he comes up with that plan. That was all he fucking did. It was all just like over the top and like super aggressive and shit. And I was just like, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be like younger Kirk, but okay. And yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's fair to judge it if they're gonna if they're gonna use him again. Maybe it's fair to judge it in like whatever the normal timeline of the show ends up being, because we don't know what his you know if we're seeing him in a position he's never been in before as this captain of a ship he's never been captain of before. We don't know what his experiences were that got him to that. But every time he was plus, I think the other thing I couldn't get over is that he also kind of looks like a younger Jim Carrey. So like yeah, a little bit. I kind of had trouble. Like, I just kept seeing. I think I kept seeing Carrie's impression of Kirk because of that as well. And I was just like, okay, no. It would have, it would have been. It would have been better with uh, Belushi's uh, interpretation of uh, yeah. Kirk. So I'm gonna rather than ranting about it for five minutes, I'm just gonna give it sort of. I hope. I disliked it enough that I hope they do not bring this guy back again. Um. But if they do, I'm going to I'm going to give it essentially an incomplete for for the moment, uh, because I want to see what if they do bring him back. I want to see what he does in a quote unquote real real story situation, um, and I feel like it's more fair to judge it based on that. Um, I guess that also leads to I mean I guess there's one other thing we want a major thing we want to hit here. It's the cliffhanger ending, and yep. Um, I, you know I, what? For me, it's not much of a hit cliffhanger, man. I don't know, man. It's just not. I, I don't know. It's just meh. Well, I think I have. I think I. I sort of agree with you in the sense of like, you know, I like Rebecca Romaine as this character. I think she's done a decent job with the minuscule amount of stuff she's been giving it, given in ten hours. Like she's had almost nothing to do the entire show. So like. I almost kind of feel like, other than that one episode where they wanted to set up that she was whatever alien she was, um, they've really given her very, very little to do outside of that. And which is odd. I almost, I almost wouldn't be shocked if like she doesn't come back if they just have no choice but to leave her there. Um, because... well, I mean, they did already kind of establish in the future that she's been in prison. So, like, yeah. if and they also... actually end up doing that. I mean, I also... Well, that was also a different timeline. Maybe, maybe Pike does something different in this timeline to get her off mm -hmm. or something. But I also, kind of, I also kind of wonder though, like, what? I think the way they set this up kind of tells you how this has to go, because I could be wrong. But aren't there only like three characters who even know this? Like, if. If she somehow if she somehow got turned in, doesn't it have to be either Mbengo or Lon who does it? Like, doesn't that isn't that basically a requirement? Because not necessarily, not necessarily. You know why? Because uh, here's the thing. I mean, uh, in order to you know live in the uh, Federation or join Starfleet, there has to be a medical record. Every time you get on a ship. A doctor is supposed to check you up. How did I uh, not, you know, uh, check her blood more thoroughly, you know? So I, I mean, think everything is in her medical record. Ways, 
she must have had ways around it if she'd been serving on ships for this long. Well, you know, she might have had a connection uh, somewhere in the in the medical. I just, I just medical I just, department. I hope this is more than what it appears to be to me at this moment. That that you know, because obviously, if you go back to Ghosts of Illyria, which is the one where they they determined they gave us the idea that she was genetically engineered or whatever. And Lon was all pissy at her for not telling her the truth. Like, if this whole thing is no more than, well, I was mad, so I narked on you. Like, I don't think it is. I don't, I mean, maybe, but. Well, here's the thing Lon left. Isn't Lon gone for now? So it's like. And Venga wouldn't turn her in because she's basically the one that kept kept the secret of, like, you know. When she found out about her daughter, his daughter, like she let it go on the way and around. Chapel like... technically knows as well because I think she was there, and she seemed not to give a shit. So I have. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I I think I think we're gonna find out that somebody put it in their log and didn't like you know redact it oh, or something, and then oh, that's you know that's gonna you end know, up. You know what? What if? Oh. You remember the thing at the end of Ghosts of Illyria where she does that log and then she gets rid of it? Hmm. What if what, if, oh, it what wasn't, if it wasn't deleted what somebody, or what if somebody found it? Section thirty one. Oh yeah, that's how they're gonna do it. And that I that I can at least accept more than, you know, Lon getting pissy about something and narking on her. Um Yeah, Lon doesn't seem like someone who would narc on someone just because I don't know, man. It or at least, does... or at least, if she was gonna do that, it would be set up better than this. Oh, for yeah. sure, she'll probably do and it in her. Actually, face. be on the ship when she yeah. knocked. Yep. So yeah. So yeah, I gotta say, I mean, this was. I probably would have made. I mean, this was a to me. This was a decent episode. Um, a little too reliant on parallelism with a classic, which you know. In some ways, as much as I enjoyed it on a superficial level, I don't think this show has earned that yet. Like, the ability to do that yet. Um, and I do think that, like Justin said when we reviewed the previous one, I think the last week's would have been a way more effective finale than this was. Um, the 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 supposed cliffhanger thing just felt kind of tacked on for some reason. Um, yep. Like, I wonder if and this is just a production thing that I've noticed. Like, Rebecca Romaine is the last person named in the credits every week. So to me, well, wonder... that that's also that um, that's not necessarily like a thing of like her not being important or whatever, because that happens a lot when it's like a big name, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of they, they kind of put it at the end. Yeah, yeah. So Nika be... Martin Green gets uh, the last credit on on Discovery, I think, if memory no, serves me correctly. He's first. He's first. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, because I just wonder, like, if maybe she made a deal with them where she was only going to do one year, and then, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens next year. Maybe but... they told her her character would only be there for like uh, what uh, the first season. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, to me, it's a waste of uh, an actress, uh, the acting maybe, talent, and uh, maybe you they, know, the and character. maybe I'm giving maybe I'm giving them way too much credit, right? Because I I would question whether anyone who writes for this show has even is even paying attention to that. But maybe they 
maybe she did a one-year thing and they knew they were going to end it this end it with her this way because Pike somehow gets her out. It establishes precedent when this happens to Bashir later. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, like I said earlier, man, they may find a, Pike may find a way to get her out of prison or something. But uh, yeah, I just want to say this: if they ended up not using her in season two, or only using her up in I don't know episode one when they either you know solve whatever is going on, or she just ends up in prison, it's got way too much Lorca in it for me, man. Jason Isaac was the reason I was pumped for Discovery to begin with. And then they kept him only on only for one season, and I was like, come on. Wait, man. so you're telling me that Re- Rebecca Romaine was your selling point for this show? No, it wasn't, but I'm saying, like, you, they already set up a precedent. They brought in a character, and they just wrote him out after season one. That's yeah, what I mean, I'm getting at. I mean, also well, well, Rebecca, well, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Romaine could... Rebecca Romain could be a selling point for certain people, so it's like, yeah, but not you know, for me. mostly like, because me she's whole... well, because she's like probably the biggest name. So you know, yeah, she probably, she, oddly, she probably is the biggest name actor on this show. Mm. <laughs> you know, you also, know. Um, also, I I did a little bit of uh, googling while you guys were talking about all that. Uh, yeah. The cage, uh, the cage takes place five years before this show. Okay. The cage takes place on in twenty two fifty four. According to everything I can find, this show takes place in twenty two fifty nine. It's already happened in in that season, which I completely fucking forgot about. You mentioned it uh, on the pod earlier. You or Justin? But I I mean, I forgot that that had our because I believe he mentions. in that episode where he's first exposed to the time crystal, I think he mentions the woman's name that he meets in the cage. Bina. Yeah, so like that's already happened, which I completely forgot about. Good, good pull, Justin. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so, so if that if that helps or doesn't help any kind of theories or whatever, um, that information yep. is there too. Well, I gotta say now I have my. Uh, Point of conversation with Rebecca Romaine at the con in a couple months. Uh, are you coming back? <laughs> are you back? coming back for season two or what? Yeah. I'm Inquiring sure. minds want to know. I swear I'm not going to Twitter it. I'm just going to put it on my podcast. The 40 people and download each week. And I'm sure she'll say, <laughs> I'm sure she'll say, I have NDAs, I can't say. But <laughs> at least I'm going to ask. Um, no comment, be a sweet for asking. Hey, if you're coming back for season two, wink twice. And if you're not coming back, <laughs> wink once. Uh, yeah. Oh, is, also. In the, is karma keeping you hostage? NDAs, man. Yep. In that same interview that I read where they said, you know, Scotty is not the next chief engineer of the Enterprise, uh, they also did say that Bruce Horak, the actor that played Hemmer, he ain't done either. Um, whether it's this show Yeah, you or, mentioned that last or, week. Well, this, is, this is where we find out that Hammer had a twin brother. Surprisingly, <laughs> also works as an engineer in Starfleet. Yep. <laughs> and his name isn't Hammer, he's Rammer. <laughs> okay. Uh, More like yeah. a nail. Nail. <laughs> so I guess we can ask the question. I mean, I guess we can run through real quick what were our thoughts on uh, 
on the season as a whole, I guess. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Justin? Since you were the, you were in some ways the hardest sell for this show. I'm curious what your thoughts on the season as a whole. Yeah, are. we we were pumped about it since the moment they were it was announced. So. Yeah. So so with me, um, obviously going into this, I was cautiously optimistic, and I stayed cautiously optimistic throughout the whole season. Um, the season as a whole um, was pretty good. Um, I liked it overall. Um, like I said earlier with my thoughts on this episode, I think it didn't really hit the landing too well. Um, but other than that, um, I really liked what they were doing with this episode, with this, uh, season. And I mean, like I've said over and over again, in my mind, this is a new universe. So any kind of canon stuff or whatever, doesn't really bother me with this show. Um, so, you know, kind of just taking it like that and as it is. Um, I thought it was really good. I liked Anson Mount as um, Pike. I thought he did a really good job. Um, obviously, I was a Anson Mount fan before this from Hell on Wheels and stuff. Um, you know, I liked. I generally liked all the characters that were on the show. I thought everybody did a pretty good job. Um, I do wish that they had a little more with Ortega, just because I feel like her character was probably the one that they didn't focus on really at all. Um, and kind of made her like the Sulu checkoff of this the season, um, which is whatever. But um, you know, I I thought it was kind of weird that they you know had characters leaving and being killed off already. But I guess you know it's a season one, so they got to kill somebody off in Star Trek. Um, but um, you know, overall, overall, I give it a thumbs up uh, on a on a on my seven scale. Um, I would probably give it a like a five and a half out of seven. Nice. That might be the highest yeah. rating I've ever seen you give anything. Well done. <laughs> uh, well, no, I well, I mean, obviously, you know, Top Gun Maverick, but well, yeah, I don't think I saw your seven <laughs> scale for that one. I would assume it was like seventeen out of seven. Yeah, it was a you know, it was definitely well, a seven out of seven. Mavis top movie of the year. Uh, no. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say, but. Yeah. Why? What are you waiting for? Go see it, man. I don't care. John, John, like John's that. like, John's like, no, it's not the top movie of the year. Also, I haven't seen it yet. I saw it in the movie theater twice, and I was actually, I'm actually still debating going to see it the third time. So good, man. By the time it comes out, by, by the time it comes out in September, I'll probably have already seen it like four or five times, so. Oh, yeah. I might have to just suck it up and do it at some point in the next. Dude, week. you have to. That movie is so good, man. I get paid this weekend. Maybe I'll or this week. Maybe I'll go see it. Yeah, go. Yeah. Hey, John. I got a friend who calls the uh, Top Gun Maverick the best movie of 2020s so far. So, hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Boris, what do you got on the season as a whole? Oh, dude! You know what? I would love for them to to uh to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I actually I would like for them to reshoot uh the cage. I think that would be amazing. I would actually love that. I would love to see Anson Mount do that. I would. That would be fucking amazing. And uh, but uh, over, the season overall, I liked it. I liked the stuff that they did with the Gorn. I didn't necessarily like everything or pretty much anything to do with Lon and her, you know, heritage and, you know, 
stuff with her as a, as an uh, augmented descendant. I, I thought yeah. it was uh, it proved Justin's point about this being another timeline and whatnot. But uh, overall, I liked the uh, hammer pretty good. I when they killed him off, that was just sad. I. I I saw no need for it. They could have kept him on if they wanna. If they wanna make you well, know, just, just a quick uh, diversion. Uh, they didn't kill him off. Uh, he suicides himself. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, I know. I, I'm just saying, like uh, he didn't necessarily have to die. Could have been Lon, maybe. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and I didn't. Th- and uh, yeah, th- I I think my feelings for her are coming out. I didn't know I felt about her that way. Lon, please die next season. I think the show will be better, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, overall, man, I like. Uh, I hope they go back to the Gorn. I hope we finally get to see, you know, uh, the Gorn beer or Gorn ale, as uh, Q referenced it at one point. And uh, yeah, and I'm hoping also they go back to 20 episodes per season. And what else? Uh, can we have a sex scene with Doctor uh, with Nurse Chapel and someone, anyone? Uh, hopefully, Ortega's. I'd I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, and hopefully Ortega's gets more screen time and some more character development uh, instead of just being a badass, uh, you know, uh, pilot. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that because um, I thought you know as much as I want more than the ten episodes per year of this show, like I kind of thought that would be you know. Given the number of regular people they have on this show, that means that, you know, at least each person gets one show for that. And Emmer didn't really get one for obvious reasons. I think they didn't want to do that, knowing they were going to kill him off. Um, well, uh, you know, also the, the prosthetics and the makeup on him, it yeah. just requires too much time, probably, too. Well, so. I, also, I also kept hearing, like, you know, the scuttlebutt around the internet. This isn't... This isn't uh, isn't um supported by anything official. yeah this isn't supported by anything but everyone i talked to is like it had to be more than they always intended to kill him off like why would you you know because i went back and watched the uh they had bruce horak on that ready room thing that that um that will wheaton does and uh he even says, like, yeah, they told me when I got this role I was going to die. So, like, whatever. So, I mean, I believe that. If he says it, I believe that. And I believe that that was... Oh, no, for sure, man. No, that, that, uh, that, 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 that that's all good. That stays... Uh, I'm fine with yeah. that. If he knew I'm, what I'm he hearing, was getting into, that's but great. But like, still, you know. I'm hearing, like, the conspiracy theories of, like, it was too hard to do the makeup with a blind guy. And, it, you know, they were worried about about injuring him somehow with the prosthetics or whatever and you know that's like, just nonsense i mean i guess that's possible but i i tend to take the actor at his word if he says you know the role yeah, but i mean they can always poke you in the eye by accident yeah i mean i'm just yeah. it's like there's n- nothing yeah. to say like oh they were tr- they were afraid of injuring a blind guy yep so uh milos you have any larger season thoughts well, I mean, I did bring it up uh, during the episode thoughts, but like, yeah, this is definitely the most excited I've been for a Star Trek show in a very, very long time. And this is, yep. you know, this was, it. I tried to enter everything that I watch without any real expectation, just because 
well, I'd rather be surprised than disappointed. So, like, expecting great things out of anything is like, nope, uh, not going to happen. But I did, uh, I did uh, sort of have the good feeling about the show. And it uh, it didn't disappoint, I have to say. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, we kept mentioning every episode pretty much that we're doing. Like, you know, at one point, you just got to a point where you stop expecting a bad episode to happen. Like, yep. you know. There may be, you know, some great, you know, small details here or there, but, you know, that's easily overlooked when you look at the season as a whole. It's just like, you know, the worst part about it is now having the however long wait for the season two to drop. Oh, I know. Yep. Uh, and for uh, me, go ahead. Uh, just uh, sorry for interrupting you, John, but can we all agree that Miloš needs to watch the TOS? Yes. Go I mean, Dude, I have other stuff to do. TOS is gonna have access have to have it this. there, though, right? Huh? I mean, I assume you have access to it there somehow, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still on Netflix here, man. Don't. Yep. I mean, I would say don't do what I did and like power through it in two months or whatever. But like. You know, where you have time, start from the beginning and just go, you know, like... Well, yeah, it's going to happen, but it's just going to take some time. Yeah. And for Boris, me, Boris has a notion. He actually, you know, he actually sleeps with his laptop in his bed, so he actually watches things, and then he falls asleep, then wakes up and goes back to watching stuff. Yep. So when he's not well, working, he actually lives with his laptop. So he has a lot more time. We've had him... He has a lot more free time in his hand. I'll support that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he kind of thinks that everybody has as much free time as he does. They do. They do. So for me, just really quick, season season as a whole, um, I, after the, you know, I like Discovery quite a bit, um, but that can be tedious at times, depending on, you know, because a lot of it's about, a lot of it kind of unnecessarily is about, like, people's feelings and crying and all these kind of things that like are fine in isolation but then if they do like four episodes where it's all about like where nobody actually does anything and they just kind of sit around about like well what do we all feel about this um you know that stuff as much as i do enjoy some of the performances on that show like anthony rapp is great doug jones is great wilson cruz is great but some of it is just some of it just gets old and i mean and we've talked about how much of a, a Stockholm Syndrome situation Picard Season 2 started to turn into. Like, I was almost looking, actively God, yes. looking, I was almost actively looking for the abuse by the end of it. Um, and know. we all were just waiting for that to end. But with, but with this show, I have to say, like, from the get-go, this has been, like, and there have been some episodes I've liked or liked more than others or whatever but like i don't think any of them have been outright bad and this show has like consistently made me happy like you know and and we've talked about them obviously we wouldn't have 10 hours of content on this show if we hadn't but like even the things i didn't like in certain episodes there were things similar things in the same episode where I was like, okay, but it kind of balances out with this thing I did like, so that's okay. Um, 
I do have to say that yes, I I would. I'm kind of with Boris. I I wish they were doing more episodes a year, but I also know the production reality of the fact that if you do that, the the overall quality of each one of them goes down somewhat. So I'm perfectly yeah, fine. You would you would water it down, I think. Yes, I am. I am perfectly fine with the ten episodes per year. If this is the level that they're going to put them at, yeah, I am yeah, I'd rather have that. ten episodes of this good than twenty um, episodes of I, I we do, got three good episodes in there. To, I do want to credit for the whole the season as a whole, uh, individual performances of Anson Mount, Ethan Peck. Uh, Bruce Horak, as little as he was used. Um, I also want to credit Jess Bush performance-wise, even though we do know I like her for other reasons, uh, which have nothing <laughs> to do with that. Oh, we all, we all do, John. We all do. Uh, I was very, very skeptical of Celia Rose Gooding as Uhura, and she still has a ways to go, but I at least like where Oh, she was going. amazing. I mean, she was amazing for sure, oh, yeah, man. I- Oh she, God! She was the one I was most concerned with, and I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, yeah, she she's giving Okura much needed character development that we never seen on TOS. Yep. Nope. So those are my big things. Uh, I do like the idea, as I believe Boris said, I like the fact that they're making the Gorn a bigger thing than any of the other shows have ever attempted to do. I would also, oh, yeah. I, I would love to see them. And I, I don't know if, like, the the Gorn are going to be, like, the sole big bad guy for the entire show now, but I would love to see them maybe in Season 2 or future seasons going forward, depending on what they feel like they can do with the technology. I would love to see them do something similar with the Tholians. Um, oh, wow, yeah. I think that would be great if they did that. Or Or maybe they create some completely new alien race we've never seen. Well, uh, you know what I would also like to see is that uh, fucking species from TNG where uh, Picard, uh, their digital uh, silicon something uh, race, and they don't talk to Federation or lower life forms or something, and they had this deal with them. And you mean during clues? Oh God, I can't. I can't remember. It's uh, is it the one? Is it the one where they data go into the where data goes down to the planet and has to give those people to move? Yeah, 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 yeah. When uh, data goes oh. down to the radiation planet, so, yeah, the bureaucrats. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Garbage bag. Yeah. Okay. I think I think just an episode or two with them, I think, would do be phenomenal in many ways. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Pike would handle the the bureaucrat the bureaucrat language in the same way um yeah oh and that's all that's also another reason why uh to go back to the paul wesley kirk thing for a second and this is what i want to close on that's also another reason at least where i'll close on if you guys want to say anything else great but um that's another reason why i think he has to go away because if he sticks around the rest of this show for however long it runs for is going to be bogged down with when is Anson Mount leaving? When is this going to turn into TOS 2.0? So you cannot do that unless, unless that is their intent to eventually have this show be that. And I don't think it is. He has to go. Yeah, but away. Then you're going to go like, if that is the case, then you're going to have like five seasons of 
Kirk hanging out on the Enterprise, and he's just like, you, okay, like, what we've seen of him at the end of season uh, one, it's like he's a captain there, but it's like his presence alone is going to devalue anything Pike does. Yep. So I, so, I, so I, I, and you can't, you can't really Unless they're going to yes. say that, unless they're going to say that, and this I think you can do without, without him actually being on the show every week or whatever, unless they're going to say that, you know, Pike keeps an eye on his service record for however many years it is. And then uh, when the accident gets closer, you know, he goes to April or whoever is in charge at that point and says, hey, if something happens to me, you give the ship to this kid. You know, well, well, at this point, he's already on the Farragut. Um, I I Googled um, that picture again that we said we couldn't see. I actually included it in our chat, um, okay. actually uh, in the Star Trek section. Um, so he is already um, on the Farragut. At this point, when Pike is looking him up, so he's already been on the Republic and he's already been teaching at the academy. Um, so now he's on the Farragut as a lieutenant. I'm assuming it's a lieutenant. They don't say what his grade is um, or his rank. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I imagine that if they do anything with Kirk again, it's going to be like uh, the Enterprise encounters something and the Farragut comes to help. And he's going to be like, oh, nice to meet you, Captain Pike. And he's going to be like, oh, it's... And then obviously Pike's going to look at him weird. And he's going to be like, very nice to meet you, Lieutenant Kirk. And and then that's going to end up ruining the continu- uh, continuity anyway. But um, I think that's about it. I don't think he's going to join the Enterprise. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. Or, or Like I can- said, I think that... No, he's gonna meet with his brother on some surely yeah. or something, and that's about I it. See, I could see them doing another episode where he shows up, but it's because he and Sam have to go do some side thing. Yeah, like a brother, it. like their father dies or mother dies or something. Even though yeah. their dad is dead, but they go to the graveyard or something. It has yeah, to be a family no, he's reunion. Not, but he's not. He's not dead. If, if uh. this is the regular timeline, he's not dead. Because... Oh, even worse. Okay. Even no, he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. I just says, I just googled it. Spock says I just, in 09 that uh, Nimoy Spock says in 09 that uh, in the prime timeline, Kirk's father lives long enough to see him become the captain of the Enterprise. Okay. Uh, well. Something so, then. Father's birthday or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, man, can, but... I can see him coming back again somehow, but I don't, I don't think they're going to like put him on the crew. I think that's really stupid. Um, no, he's not going to be on the crew. Otherwise, uh, it would definitely ruin the timeline. Yep. All right. So uh, we've finished yet another show, boys. Uh, this is our third full season. Yeah, yes. Full, full season of reviews that we've done up to this point. Um, and if, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but we're going to uh, kind of close the captain's log for, I assume, a couple of weeks at least um, until closer to when lower decks comes back um just because i need a fucking break because <laughs> i feel like we've been doing this every week for nine months <laughs> um or it, something, like that, something like that we have. um so yeah we're gonna take a break on these until closer to the lower decks premiere which we don't exactly know when that is even uh they haven't given an actual date for that yet 
I assume it's going to be in August, like it has been the last two years. Um, and what what I'm thinking we'll do is that you know once they give the premiere date, maybe the week before we'll go and do like the run through of season one and two, and like not episode by episode necessarily because that's kind of silly. Um, but you know, just high points, low points, stuff we like, stuff we didn't, um, and what we hope to see them do in season three and everything. Um, and then we'll go back to the movie retros at the same time, assuming that's what we want to do with that. Uh, we we will pick up with Voyage Home, I believe, at that point. Um, and so yeah, we'll see you in August, I guess. Even though we technically don't really know that yet. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so I believe a couple of us are going to uh, go talk about Doctor Who for a little bit. Uh, Justin, thank you for joining us for this one, at least. Hey, Justin, and, uh, you want to do Doctor Who? You know, you I know you didn't uh, see it, but it'd be interesting. No, nah, it's all right. I, I could I could fake it, but, uh, you know, uh, hey, John would break kayfabe. And then and then John would break kayfabe again, and you know I would yeah, I would be outed as somebody who didn't watch the episode. I, so this time, I, this time I know you haven't seen it, so <laughs> I play along. <laughs> nah, it's all right. I'm good. But, all right. Uh, yeah, um, no, you guys can do that, and uh, you know we'll see the away missions people in uh, August at some point, and um, hopefully I'll have my theories a little more gelled by then. And um, also, um, before we leave, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say before we leave. Uh, speaking of lower decks, um, didn't something similar to the end of this season happen on lower decks? Didn't? Um, yeah, Captain Freeman gets arrested. Yeah, at the yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. The, the pack lids or some somebody frames her for something, so that the season two yeah. ends with her getting arrested. Yeah. All right, that's what I thought. I did, I right. did actually, I did actually think of that when they showed Una getting arrested. I'm like, didn't Lower Decks unlike this too? Um, <laughs> yep. So, all right. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll reconvene this group. I think in August. Once they give an actual premiere date for that, I'll I'll record a short thing at that point, just saying like what our plans are for that. Um, once that is announced. Um, and I assume, I think once, I think once Lower Decks hits, then they're going to go right into Prodigy after that, I think. God, I hope so. I can't wait for Prodigy, man. Back half of, the back half of Prodigy Season 1 is set for Fall 2022. Oh, I know. And I think it's set for October or late September or something like that. Yeah. I would bet, because it, I would bet, I don't think they'll run them both at once. But they could, but I don't think they will. Um, uh, lower so Decks is just 10 episodes anyway, so... I bet they wait for Lower Decks to end, and then Prodigy comes out right after. Um, Can't wait. And I hope with Prodigy, they just do the 10 weeks in a row. I, I don't need more of this five weeks break, five weeks shit. <laughs> yeah, that definitely has to go. Just give me 10 weeks. Yeah. Prodigy, let them go, and... I think there were some COVID-related production hang-ups of that, which is what caused that to begin with. But yeah, well, um, I think I think it was because they they needed to also put in the Discovery episode, so I think that's why they cut it up and they put you know like half a Discovery, then half a Prodigy, then half a Discovery, then half a Prodigy. 
I think that's why they did it. I think they really don't want to have more than one of these things running at a time. Like, no. And really, the one time they did that was the last episode of Picard and the first episode of this one. Um, Yeah. Well, they they also they also did that with um, uh, what was it? The first episode of Picard and the last episode of something else. Wasn't it Discovery? Probably Discovery season two or something like that. Or yeah, Discovery and Picard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were on the same day because I remember you guys did the Discovery one and then we did the Picard one. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they they kind of did that overlapping thing twice, at least I, I can remember. Yep. Okay. Well, we will, as I said, once a premiere date for Lower Decks is announced, I will do like a very quick thing, stating what our plans are for this this arm of the show. Um, we also have Milos. I know you and Josh recorded some Dragon Ball Z thing. Um, yes, sir. Okay. So we'll put that out sometime this week. Uh, we also have the. Uh, I don't think God. Like... Yeah, Misha, we forgot. We didn't do. Uh, we didn't have on this segment. We didn't have the best of the best of the best, sir. Uh, thing. Oh, man. Well, there really was no like, heavy military moment. Oh, I know. Yeah, unfortunately, no yeah, it sucks. Um, so yeah. Well, we you also... could say you could say that Kirk was the best of the best of the best, and Pike wasn't. Ah. <laughs> 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 We also will have nice our one, nice uh, our review of Thor: Love and Thunder recording this week as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think the plan for that is Thursday, so we'll get we'll get that out soon. Um, yeah, I saw it yesterday. Uh, underwhelming, underwhelming. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say anything and, until we get there, but mm-hmm. just and then have- and then we got the boys. Uh, once Brent watches it. Oh yeah, I got I got four left. So I'm hoping mm. that I'll put a dent in it. To, I think uh, Corey's got a thing tomorrow night, so I'm going to at least knock a couple of them out tomorrow night. Um, I'm actually also trying to read the whole comic before we do the before we do the season three review. Wow. Okay, it's yeah. actually not that it's actually not that much. It's like 12, like 12 trade paperbacks or something. Which is not Dude, that season much. three was so good. I can't wait to talk about it. Which is like 100 comics. No, it's <laughs> Well, I'm up to I'm up to like 38, and I'm halfway through the trades. Oh, uh, oh, so it's only like yeah, so it's gotta be only like 60 or 70 then. Yeah, and like hero gas mm-hmm. hero gasm is a separate mini series, so really it's like 45. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see. That's we'll true. see if I can get through that by the time we actually do that. Um, and then I'll have the knowledge of the whole comic to go on from that. So yeah, we're we'll just stop right here, and then we'll kick into Doctor Who in a second. So thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, we'll we'll uh, reopen the captain's log in hopefully about a month or so. So hopefully, live long and prosper. <laughs> Can't wait! Can't wait!